Okay, everybody, we're 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 diving in. We're going in. Could everybody please roll for me a twenty-sided polyhedral die, uh, so that well, I can know who has to do the horrible thing of recalling something we recorded roughly two years ago. Six. 18, baby. I got a 10. This chonky die oh, got the look Oh, Matt, what you got? I got a 13. Oh, Chowder, I am so sorry. Okay. It's, uh, I, I <laughs> wish I could do anything to help you, but I'm famously powerless in this no, particular you don't. adventure. Previously on <laughs> Dice Populi. Uh, so, you know, we uh, make our attack on the other Major Lord ship because they were coming in, coming in hot. Uh, you know, uh, Jeddah, like, made a way to the back of the ship to try to take out the leaders. It didn't work out so well. Uh, Cult flies up, turns into a fucking whale, slams down, destroys the ship, causes mass ham, ne- nearly kills Jeddah. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Ah! And everyone's like scrambling. And then like, uh, we make our escape. The plan to have like mage lords, uh, attack the, uh, ghost riders actually ends up working. The distraction is made. They get into a kerfuffle. I think the black tides did in fact join in on the kerfuffle like we planned. And we snuck in underneath by, by way of submarine. Sorry. Tide Pod. Uh, also, uh, Captain Balbrew, uh, you know, speeches were had, uh, and like Balbrew, like, gave Maeve his pirate hat. He was touching. And, uh, yeah, we're going into this cave to meet a dragon who is the god of balance. And who knows what the results shall be. I think that was good. I think that was, uh, that was pretty solid at the end of. Uh, our last chapter, everybody was sort of ruminating on what the ultimate solution to this astral puzzle will be. And it seems like nobody's really on the same page here. So there's a lot yet to be determined. The only cl- conclusion we came to was fuck it, we ball. That's fuck it. it, we ball. Maven Locke didn't land on the same page. Jerry has not been thrilled with the violence perpetrated by his father. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Colt's just always having a good time, but I guess I don't know for sure. Maeve, you are captaining the Tide Pod. Here, the shores of Godwin Bay, flooded with bioluminescence of the plant and animal varieties, uh, bounces up from the increasingly shallow ocean floor as an enormous cave overhang blocks out any sunlight, and you are left, instead of the cerulean blue of this idyllic watery area and uh, now enter sort of a deep, deep turquoise lit only by the life under the waves. It is through this that you, with reduced visibility, simply begin following the stream of the water, knowing that somewhere at the end of this path lies your bounty. What does everyone do or say to uh, proceed ahead now that the sun is behind you. Hmm. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess just full steam ahead, I guess. <laughs> All right. Does, uh, does, does anybody have uh, anything else to say in this regard when Maeve says full steam ahead? Because I believe we have our roles where Colt's navigating, Locke is bosun, uh, Jetta, there's not really a crew to manage, but you and Jerry are just sort of kicking mm-hmm. it. 
It's not really any steam around. I mean, it's wind, I guess. Me, me and Jerry you know. are just playing tic-tac-toe. You know, Jerry is uh, really having a hard time grasping the fundamentals of tic-tac-toe. And every time that he gets three X's on the chart, he's like, I win, thinking that the volume is what matters. And uh, so it's it's a pretty tedious teaching experience that uh, even a child would seem to be better at. But that's what occupies your time as the seafloor gets closer and closer to the porthole at the front of the ship and the uh, seemingly endless deep blue in front of you uh, begins to darken as it seems as though you are approaching the walls of the cave. Uh, I don't think that anything special needs to be done. You are able to quickly see, uh-oh, that's a wall, and steer the ship accordingly. And you begin following the channel away from this enormous, truly staggeringly large, miles-wide uh, sort of overhang, a cave mouth bigger than any other, begins to funnel down into what you would think of as a normal channel, like those you saw in Crinkle Snoot or near the Black Tide Hideout. Uh, these are more familiar waters, still lit only by the lights underneath. From here, though, you don't really have a sense of what else is in the caves. You are just looking at the water in front of you, and you can't see that far, maybe a couple dozen feet. And I mean, you're at the you're at the mercy of the of the water itself. Um, do you guys take any uh, any other action? Do you want to discuss the game plan? Do you maybe want to surface the ship and turn into a standard boat? Do you what what steps would you guys want to take to proceed? So, not saying that winging it has gone great for us in the past, and not saying that we shouldn't do exactly that, but. I feel like, uh, you know, for talking dragon here, uh, we should be, you know, we may, maybe, you know, what, what are we going, what, what, what is, what are we going to say? Like, what's the plan? Honestly, it's hard to say. We don't know what the dragon is like. Is he like your traditional dragon who likes to sit on a pile of gold? Maybe we could bribe him with some treasure, but, you know, if he's I like would- an... I would God. assume that the god of balance would not really be motivated by worldly possessions, but... Yeah, that's the worrying really thing. That's the worrying well, thing. What do you do, then? Maeve would like to stand on one leg to practice her balance. <laughs> that is a great idea. That's the type of thinking I was thinking we needed. See? Look, if we can if we can do this, then we'll be ready. Locke, could you please roll history? Uh, that is a four plus... Where did my character sheet go? Two, so six total. Okay. Uh, Locke, you're the dragonborn of the party, so when everyone's throwing the word dragon around, it obviously sort of you know, bounces off you. What is that supposed to mean? It bounces off you a little differently because that's part of your heritage and your lineage. But as you rack your brain, you can't really think of anything you, you know about what your ancestry may be that would shed light on this. Um, but you, you see Maeve and Cult practicing their balance and and you recall that the last conversation you had with Maeve only maybe an hour ago was to the effect that there are multiple timelines in the fold here and you haven't figured out even how you might resolve them so they're all talking about the dragon and that's a thought that you quickly shrug off as you're not really in tune with that that particular topic and uh, and your mind drifts back to uh, the ideas of what the actual resolution of things will be. Mm-hmm. Do I know that 
the dragon is sort of like the mastermind behind the timelines? So you don't know anything about intentionality behind the timelines. All you know from Serafina is that the the tears were put up as a way to sort of contain them. When Kaiser and, and everybody did the big bomb thing that broke Nar-Enial and created that time-locked mess inside the inner tear, it seemed like these were the dragon's attempts to sort of dam that particular flood gotcha. and, and stop that from happening. The, the implication, and Serafina spoke to this directly, is that without the tears, there's, there's nothing stopping Kaiser from like reaching their power further and, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe doing what Lema did, but for bad things. Right, so it sounds like we're gonna need to somehow incapacitate or prevent Kaiser from gaining this power, but we also need to lower the tears so that we can get back to our real lives. So it's, it's, it is a, a tough predicament that we are I in. I mean, didn't you guys beat Kaiser before? I don't know the full story behind that, but if you did it once, you could do it again. Maybe that's some, that's what we would leave with, with Lee. Like, hey, you, you don't need to keep the timeline separated. We got people who can beat Kaiser and stop whatever nonsense he's doing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like very well, like, balanced, though. Like, yeah, yeah, he's bad, but, like, just killing him outright, like, there's got to be another side to it, right? Uh, could everybody please roll either history or arcana, your preference? Jesus yes, Christ. Here. Not one. Uh, that that honestly makes sense for uh, your history. Just thirteen. It's a plus one to, no matter what. It's an eight. Okay. <laughs> Call uh, when when Maeve says this. You you think back to what your experience was in Nar Eniel specifically. You navigated the broken timeline. He killed Kaiser, and it seemed like everything went back to, you know, an idyllic countryside before Kaiser did anything. But then you started being shifted back and forth yet again to a reality where things didn't work. The Seemingly, there's still a Kaiser in another timeline somewhere in there still trying to affect this plan. So, yes, you did beat a Kaiser, but there's still one out there, and, and, and you don't really know much about that Jetta may know the legends, but that's kind of about it. No, no. <laughs> you don't. You don't know if you beat Kaiser, or you don't know how to talk to the dragon. I don't know. Well, I do speak Draconic. I, 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 I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're dealing with a god here. Everything's pretty. I don't know. I think it's it's gonna really be kind of like a fuck it we ball situation again. We're not gonna know what to do until we get there. Yeah, well, we just have I to make we, sure that we're all uh, on the same page about what our end goal is here. And right. Jerry pokes it, pops his head up and says, so uh, what is our end goal? Can't just drop whales on every mage lord ship. So like we drop the tears, you, you, you do some time crystal nonsense. What, what, what's next? Um, <laughs> we make a decision. And what? it will be the best decision that uh, Jerry has ever made. <laughs> and it will be so impactful and meaningful that 
uh, entire worlds will shake because of this decision. Jerry starts to like puzzle his face. He's been trying to reckon with like the bigger implications of what you've been doing, actually killing people and destroying ships. And he's kind of like, I mean, but the last time that we just said, fuck it, we ball, a lot of people died and that was us. We did that. Are you saying that you're okay saying like doing the same thing, but for the whole world? Cause I don't know if I'm cool with that. I might be the only one who can say definitively here in this pod, dying sucks. Like it's the pits. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can really have a game plan for the dragon, let alone a, a, a god that is also a dragon. Well, like. no, no, he's, talk- he's talking about what are we gonna do after like the terrorists come down and- right. And the timelines uh, collapse. Oh, I well, mean, you know, fuck it, we ball. I mean, that's what we always do. Oh, oh, okay, but my thought is, then we go back to Naranyal, and then we find Kaiser, f- infiltrate the Mage Lords, find out what exactly is specifically their plan this time around, or if they're just fixing up the old plan, I, and then stop them which I would hope would end the problem altogether? Question mark? Question uh, can mark. everybody uh, make a perception check for me? Oh, I am perceptive. That is a 19. That is a I got 24. Natural 6 plus 1. 9. Uh, call Jerry, Jerry is pushing back against you in a way that you're not used to. Uh, and since you can't come up with any sort of definitive answer about how you even want to handle the situation, uh, something happens to you that frequently happens, which is you mentally check out a bit and, and just sort of disengage and stare off into the distance. That distance is through the porthole in the front of the ship, and there seems to be a form silhouetted by the bioluminescence uh, in the water that you are quickly approaching. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna start raising my finger. A uh, thing. There's a. There's a big. There's a big thing. I, I know it's a big bigger. problem that we have to deal with. No, 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 no. The, at the porthole, <laughs> I think there's a. There's a. There's quite a big, a very big thing. I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. I don't like <laughs> what I. Yes, see. I understand that toppling the mage lords would require a bigger boat. But <laughs> No, 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 you know, there's literally, like, through the window by by which that I am viewing through, there is a big thing. Everybody uh, that wants to turn to look at the window does, and what, what, what first, (laughs) what at first seems like, like a, like a murky, uh, murky shadow quickly becomes uh, a clear set of debris that as you get closer, you hear pink off the side of the ship. And before you can even ask the question of what it is, many skulls floating in the water bounce off of the porthole and you are sailing through quite literally a boneyard, uh, obscuring your vision through the rest of the water. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to beat this dragon anymore. Can, can we turn back? Oh fuck, can we turn back? That's so many bones. The rattling on the outside of the hull uh, continues to echo throughout the small tube. There was always going to be a, at least some bones. Um, like. Should we? Let's let's go to the surface then. Aye, aye, small child. Oh, captain, my captain. The tide pod uh, breaches the surface of the water. 
Uh, its hatch is out is above the water, as is the periscope. Uh, what do we see? Uh, if you look through the periscope, you see that the entire cave is shockingly unlit. Only the bioluminescence from the water is casting any sort of light, and what you can see is a silhouetted sea of bones. Uh, I would like you to roll, uh, whoever is looking through the periscope, please roll one more perception check for me. Uh, Actually, I'm, so, I'm sorry, nature, nature. Okay. Roll a nature check. Does having dark vision provide any sort of advantage to this? It does. Oh, cool. <laughs> so that's okay. either a six or a nine. <laughs> nice. They, some, uh, they say numbers don't lie. Uh, you're <laughs> looking. You're you're looking across the the top of the water. You can't distinguish anything besides the bones themselves. Um, is the ship still moving forward, or did you uh, stop when you breached the surface? Oh, that's a good question. I did not execute a, a command to slow down at, at all. Then I'll say you guys are still moving forward. Um, if you want to change that, let me know. But Maeve, you're looking out over there. You can't distinguish anything besides the silhouettes of bones uh, and, and the seaweed detritus that is filling the water here. Uh, I can't see much here, guys. I don't know what's going on. Why does a dragon does anybody else so wanna... bones? Yeah, does anybody else want to want to take a look or do you guys uh, keep Can on trucking? Do you see like land at all or anything? Uh, Maybe you look through the periscope and you don't see any docks, any land, any slopes that could serve as a shoreline. It is just sort of a a wet cave, half full of water. Can I take a look? Absolutely. Oh boy go Two ahead and roll it plus okay five is a seven. <laughs> okay Colt, you are looking through the periscope as mave relays the the nature of the cave to Locke. you're really squinting at these bones you're the bone master after all and you're thinking huh bones. If, if i can tell anything for, if anyone can tell anything from the bones it's gonna be you it's gonna be me but as you are staring at them your thought is interrupted by a violent shake as the outside of your Tide Pod is struck. Ah, oh, no, not again. The impact does not seem like the innocuous clatter of bones, but instead like you are taking damage. The Tide Pod has been damaged. You don't know from where, by what, or how, but you're under attack from something. We need to get out of here. Bring her up, bring her up. You are already surfaced. Okay, then I open the hatch and uh, uh, step out of the Tide Pod. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, like, take out a torch and, like, light that up. Sure. I don't have a torch. Right. Candle, then, I, I guess. I have several torches. I have several torches. Let me do okay. it. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Lock, you... Locke and Jetta, you guys burst open the hatch and climb to the top of the ship, light a torch, and begin to look around the cave. I will also give one to Jetta so that we can, like, split up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, okay, so your ship is is already has already taken a little bit of damage after the scuffle with the Maze Lords and trying to lure them in. So uh, that that damage has been maintained through the transmogrification from Bell End to Tide Pod, and so you're just taking additional damage at this point. So we go down to Lock and Jetta. You light torches and you're getting a clearer look at the bones. Instead of being silhouetted, you can actually see their reflections. And this creates a contrast that is very clear. Instead of just a series of silhouettes, you can now see that all the bones are reflecting the orange light of your torches and you can recognize them as bones floating in the water, but there is a silhouette underneath them. There is an entity roughly 50 feet away from you underneath the water. 
uh, dead ahead. You cannot distinguish any more than that. How big is this entity? It's 50 feet away and it's distorted by the water. So all you know is it's like larger than a person because it's eclipsing the size of the bones, but you can't get a, you can't get a solid estimate. You just know it's bigger than people. B. I, unfortunately, B. My, my torches won't work in the water, so I don't know how to get a better look at that. <laughs> torch work. I only have normal torches, not magical torches, bruh. Bruh. All right, Jetta and Locke, you, you you both see this. What do you do? Uh, if we wanted a better look, I could use flock familiars to make bioluminescent jellyfish, and like you know, you have could. them light. Would are you are you saying this as Jetta or as Chatter? I'm I'm saying this as Jetta, and okay. I guess as Chatter. Both both are suggesting the idea. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but can't you also see through your familiars' eyes? Yes. Yes, I can. So, so maybe, maybe something don't with eyes. Do, right. Maybe something with eyes and maybe something <laughs> that can see in low light so that we don't have to tip it off that there's light around it, maybe? I don't know. I don't know if, if, if we send bioluminescent things in there and it just, like, it illuminates some more shadowy bullshit in the water and then tips it off that that we can see it now, you know? I don't know. Am I making sense? Okay, okay, I get it. I get it. I mean, they already know we're here. We're taking we're on here. water, Captain. I, oh, wait, I'm the captain. But they don't know that we know. <laughs> That's my responsibility. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyone got an idea for deep sea fish? I can only think of anglerfish, but they have lights. They also have horrible vision. Also have horrible vision. <laughs> That's why they need the light. Uh, I don't know. What about a Leopleurodon? As you guys are, as you guys are brainstorming, as you guys are brainstorming about Leopleurodons, uh, the ship is rocked by yet another, um, yet another uh, glancing blow. Just just do the glowing fucking jellyfish. Maeve is going to stop the ship from driving forward. Okay, you do that. Um, Could Locke and Jetta please make dexterity saving throws? Oh. That is a 16. Uh, that is an unnatural 20. Nice. Okay, uh, let's see. If you tell me I failed, I'm going to be so mad. Locke and Jetta, you both managed to balance yourselves as the ship lurches forward, uh, recovering from the sudden stop of the Tide Pod friendship. Uh, Jetta, you summon, what was it again? Let's just do three anglerfishes, yep. You drop three anglerfish into the water and send them ahead to scout out the entity. Um, it, it doesn't take very long for them to reach it. And are you looking through its eyes? Yes. I'd like to ask, actually, point of order, when you're looking through the eyes of your familiars, uh, how is your normal vision? Are you seeing both, or do you have to sacrifice one for the other? Yeah, familiars summoned by the spell can telepathically communicate with you and share their vision or auditory senses while they are within one mile of you. I'm in, If anyone objects to this, let me know, but I interpret this as essentially hijacking your vision uh, to yeah. the point where like, you, you can toggle back and forth pretty quickly, but if you're actively looking through their eyes, it is yeah. very hard for you to look through your own. So as you're doing this and trying to guide them toward the ship, Locke, you notice Jetta sort of like go glassy-eyed mm-hmm. and seem to just be like balancing. Um, so you are aware that Jetta's not really looking through her own eyes at the moment. Okay, I think I would be on like higher alert to make sure that nothing's going to creep up on both of us. Okay, sounds good. Uh, if if you try to take any action to help Jetta, I'll consider you. Uh, I'll consider advantage as part of that for preparation. Locally, locally. 
Um, everybody downstairs, you see through the porthole on the front of the ship, you see the anglerfish lights disappear and fade away in front of you, and they illuminate something in the distance. That silhouette becomes clearer even to you, and it is fairly large, but it is only Jetta that can make out what it is. It is an extraordinarily familiar piece of machinery underneath the water. It is a Tide Pod. What? What the fuck? With an underwater ballista mounted atop it, there seems seems to be some sort of uh, lingering ship here to guard the waters, and it has caught you off guard. Okay, let's see what's going Uh, on. uh, Jeddah just calls out, uh, guys, there's another one of I tap, tap on the or pat the uh, Tide Pod that we're standing on. One of these, one of these, the Tide Pod. There's another one of that. That's what that is. Who else has a Tide Pod? Everyone is now aware that they're under attack. Uh, Locke, you would know that the Black Tide absolutely has plenty of Tide Pods. Yeah, that's like we, we liberated the, the gnome who created them. So clearly that wasn't like the only Tide Pod that they would have created, or at least the only copy of the plans. And it's a, it's pretty clear that Ivo Lishi's work has spread and at least been co-opted by some members of the uh, of the Ghost Riders and now stands directly in your way. I'm now going to consider us in initiative between the two ships. What do you do? Do we roll? Uh, you guys can roll initiative weapons. to order your to order yourselves. Correct. The Tide Pod has no weapons. Our Tide Pod doesn't have any weapons. We needed a debuff for balance reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, if you guys want to roll initiative for your own order, I won't force you to stick to it, but once you've all taken your actions, I'm going to switch it to the other ship. Hmm. I got a 22. Uh, oh, 22? <laughs> that is a 2. <laughs> uh, uh, that is uh, a 10. That is a 10, so we have Jetta. Locke, what'd you get? That's an 11. It's an 11. Okay. So, Maeve, you're at the top of the order and the captain of the ship. So that's convenient. You are made aware that you're under attack from an enemy Tide Pod. What do you do? Um, Do I know if the Tide Pod weighs more than 1,000 pounds? Uh, I'm going to say it, it does, definitely. definitely. Uh, I, uh, whether Maeve knows that, I guess... Okay, it's absolutely true. Do you think Maeve would know it, or do you want to roll for it? I don't really care. I, I'm just going to say yes, it's common knowledge. See, cool. after spending time here. Damn, yes. okay. Hang on, I'm, I'm trying to find something I can do here. Go for it. Does anybody know the the rules about throwing weapons through water to a target? I don't know. I mean, Ryan, is there such a rule? I don't know that yeah, there is. It, it, water combat is awful. Like, unless you have a hand crossbow or a dagger, yeah. I believe every weapon attack. It will, no, it's trident, um, <laughs> dagger, and hand crossbow. Otherwise, everything is at disadvantage, <laughs> unless otherwise stated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we're going it's, off it's real sucks. life, water would stop bullets, so why would it not yep. stop anything else? I don't think any thrown yeah. thing would... Mm-hmm. It would slow it down. It's almost like you're discovering the fiendish nature of this particular challenge. Um. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. We need to. Um. Maybe is going to climb up to the top of the the ship and get out on the surface. Okay. It is now only Jerry and Cult uh, below decks. The other three of you are standing on top of the Tide Pod. Okay. I cast Polymorph on myself into a giant octopus and go into the water. <laughs> 
Octopus. You do exactly that. Damn it. You turn into an octopus. Well, he uh, used the octopus against uh, us. Locke and Jetta, you guys are talking about how to handle this, and you hear the little tippy tappies of Maeve's tiny footsteps climbing up the ladder and crossing the hall in front of you, and those footsteps get a little stickier and slappier and quickly give way to an enormous creature that slithers down the side of the ship beside you, and you are both splashed with icky water. Um, Maeve, you have entered the water as an octopus. Locke, you have an irresistible urge to throw it, but (laughs) we'll see what happens next. Um, I'm going to consider that your whole, your whole turn, Maeve. And Locke, it's now up to you. Maeve has octopus into the water. What do you do? How far away is enemy Tide Pod from me? At this point, because you guys didn't stop moving right away, I'm going to say 30, 35 feet. Okay. So would I be able to run and jump and dive into the water and physically touch the Tide Pod? You'd have to make athletics to jump 30 feet. That's totally I'm sure fine. It's, yeah, I'm sure it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. the easiest thing for you. Um, I'm going to have you... I don't want to do disadvantage, but this is like a curved, wet surface. Uh-huh. I think I might have to do disadvantage. I'm going to have you... Yeah, just go ahead and make a running jump. I'll count it as movement and bonus action, whatever the okay. result is. Just athletics check? Yes, please. With disadvantage. That's a natural 20. Oh, fuck. Okay, that's another natural 20! What the what? fuck? What? <laughs> Let's go! Let's go. Okay. You uh, you run toward the front of the ship. You sort of like slide Jetta off to the side to make room, and your feet are just one in front of the other, a perfect line. The, the Your toes manage to grip the lip of the ship perfectly, and you launch straight ahead in like a perfect diagonal and dive into the water, landing ahead of Maeve next to the tide pod. Uh, you still have an action. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I would like to use shock and grasp while touching the tide pod. You may do that. You cast touch and grasp. And uh, what is the what's the it's damage shock on shock and grasp. grasp? Not touch and grasp. Shock and grasp. Lightning touch. springs <laughs> from my hand to deliver a shock to a creature. So that's the question here. Does this mm-hmm. count as creature? Uh, I mean, it doesn't, but it's conductive. But for flavor, nice. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I have advantage on the attack roll if the target is wearing armor made of metal on the hit. It takes lightning damage and can't take reactions until the start of its next turn. I don't know how you want to flavor how this is actually going to impact yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know how I'm going to handle that. Tell me, uh, make the rolls and let me know what happens. I'll resolve it. Okay, that's... Pat. Did you waste your 20s on... What are you fucking doing That was three in a row, dude! Here's the thing. I would disbelieve anyone else, but Pat has the built-in lie detector of his jet wine takeoff laugh. Oh, my God. (laughs) The second roll was a 19 anyway, so it would have hit, but holy shit. Okay, so that's critical. Roll your damage. Pat, whatever you're using, and what, uh, how do you get to it? (laughs) I'm using uh, my physical dice that are in front of me. Roll. Is it loaded? 3d8. I make my own luck. No, it's not. Um, That is... 20 damage, lightning okay. damage. Okay. Sexy. And it can't Sexy take damage. reactions until the start of its next turn if you okay. want to somehow. So I'm going to say that you do not um, damage the ship itself. The metal con- conducts the electricity, so the hull is not damaged. But I am going to say that the, uh, the, the deliberate movement of the ship is interrupted, and it sort of starts to list a little bit in the water, twisting. You can infer from that that whoever or whatever is inside has perhaps been affected by your spell. You've shocked the ship and likely the people inside of it. Jetta, 
You've just watched your dragon friend into the water and seen a pop of light and, and crackling uh, electricity across the surface as some of the bones spark and shimmer from the energy. Um, and I'm going... Ooh, actually, wait a minute. Jetta, the outside of... Okay. Oh, I didn't consider the anglerfish. Oh, well, no, my I'm, fish. I'm, try- oh. I'm trying to... Th- I'm, I'm, th- I'm running up the limits of my knowledge of, of, of physics here. It's a good thing you have several engineers in the chat. This is why I'm asking. So the electricity that the shock that you just sent into the ship, Mm -hmm. how would that propagate through the water? I'd imagine it because of the amount of water. Because 30 feet is not that far for electricity. I mean, it's magical electricity to a certain degree. So I think we do have to take some of the realism out of it. It would follow the path of least resistance, which would be into the tide. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so Jetta, you you want uh, yeah I I don't feel very strongly about what would happen otherwise anyway so I'm okay saying like it's reasonable that the the current would not harm Jetta directly so Jetta you watch Locke dive into the water you see a pop of light as uh, he attacks the Tide Pod and that highlights the massive squishiness of Maeve swimming towards it at a very high speed what do you do uh I cast minor illusion to like uh create like this thing's gonna have like a periscope like us right they have to be looking through something uh so i'm gonna there is a periscope but it's not breaching the surface of the water ah how they see us i well you have a porthole at the front of your ship yeah they know these waters very well likely so uh you don't know any specifics you can only sort of infer or deduce they might also have more technology than us considering they have a ballista and we don't. True, true. Uh, yeah, I don't That was really the sickest have... thing I've ever done in this fucking game. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you can, I'll let you hold your turn if you want, see what uh, Colt and Jerry do, and then maybe circle back. Yeah, I'll All hold right. my turn and see what Colt and Jerry do. Back inside the Tide Pod, uh, the crackle of light from uh, Locke's attack cast the silhouette of Maeve and you guys see exactly what's happening through the porthole. Jerry whips around and he's like, uh, listen, they're probably just protecting their stuff. Are we going to kill them too? Like, what's, what are we doing? Well, Jerry, I, <laughs> I don't mean to talk down to you, but uh, you're seeming to have a moral quandary with somebody that is actively trying to murder you. Uh, I find that to be a losing strategy in combat. Alright, then what do you then what do you want to do, huh? I'm going to swim as I go up the stairs. <laughs> so I have my cloak of the man to Rayon. Mm. Um, I'm going to climb up and then I'm going to swan dive into the water beautifully and majestically. And then with uh, with my movement speed is doubled in the water. Correct. Uh, so mo- I'm going to say half your movement is getting into the water and the other half can be in the water, which would get you pretty close to the other ship. Um, I'm looking for a porthole on their end if they have one. You are on Maeve's tail slash tentacles uh, pretty closely. As Maeve gets closer and closer to the ship, you can clearly see the porthole. It is mounted on the front of the ship just like yours. This does seem to be largely the same design as your Tide Pod, if only a bit beefier and with a weapon clearly mounted on the underside. Do I see anybody inside? When you look inside, you do see a full crew of individuals. They seem groggy. Some of them are on the floor. Some of them are holding their head, recovering from the attack Locke just made. Does one look particularly weak? Um, 
I would say that uh, anybody that's on the floor would seem weaker than the other. Let's say there are two people on the floor and two people not. All right. I am going to use Toll the Dead on the weakest looking one. Uh, okay. So that is, I believe, what is that? What kind of saving throw is that? I don't use cantrips that often, but to be honest. It's a wisdom saving throw, DC 19. Okay. On behalf of this lowly pirate fella, Ryan, you're not going to fucking believe what I just rolled. A 19? A 19, exactly, is what I'm Holy. staring at. My beautiful 19. Well, so you're it's up told to you. Dead. Does meet it beat it, or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, meet it beat it. A tie, okay. tie break, yeah. Uh, that so that, is... that works. Myth turn. Okay, so call. You are staring into the porthole at the recovering crew as Locke drifts off to the side of the ship and Maeve swims overhead. I'm gonna say Jerry takes no action and continues to fret inside the Tide Pod, unsure of how to proceed. Uh, Jetta, what do you do? So, minor illusion lets you make a sound, and the sound can be uh, loud. So I'm gonna use okay. minor illusion to. Make the make a loud screaming sound, saying, "Parlay, parlay!" Just I, I want to actually talk to these guys. Um, are 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 you making that sound source from up here in the air? Well, how are you how are you placing it? Uh, if, if you can, it's distinguish. minor illusion has a range of thirty feet, so I'll have it as close to the sub as possible. Okay, and I think I'll have it underwater because sound travels faster underwater. Yeah. Yes. So you're going, that's going to make a huge difference in this small uh, combat space. You cause the sound to to emanate from right near the front of the ship. So, Cult, you're told a dead spell fails, and then immediately you hear a, a warbling, parlay, parlay, in the water. <laughs> and it is like, it is ear shattering as you're sitting here, like, uh, covering ears. I'm not going to have you take damage, but it's distracting as hell. Um, but everybody inside the ship hears the word parlay as they're recovering from an attack and they see a scary manta ray cloaked man outside their window it is now the ship's turn uh they're going to examine all the facts which is that there is an octopus a spellcaster and a dragonborn attacking their ship and a call for peace as these three things are attacking their ship and they are going to quickly try to get their ship mobile again. All four of them. I'm going to take to heart the fact that they can't make attacks, but I am going to have them get things back under order. They're going to try to take the ship further under the water, diving forward and underneath the uh, Tide Pod, reloading the ballista through its intricate mechanisms. To, do I get uh, an opportunity it- attack? Uh, I'll say that, uh, yes, yes, you do. Any uh, The three of you that are near the ship, if you have a reaction you'd like to use to them trying to dive, you may do so, but that's I'd what's happening. Love to. Do I have... Also, it shouldn't be that contradictory. To. They shot first, so of course we're going to attack back. I can cast a spell. They did, but it's like, it, it's like someone waving a white flag and shooting you in the foot at the same time. It's just... They're going with their instincts and saying, "I'm, uh, we gotta survive this." Uh, that's uh, so. Mave is gonna get first dibs on reaction. Mave, okay. you as an octopus are right near the Tide Pod. What do you do? Um, well, in that case, I would love to use a tentacle attack and uh, stick myself onto the foreign Tide Pod. Okay, is your intent to strictly to adhere yourself, or are you trying to deal damage as well? 
Um, I don't see how it's really feasible for an octopus to deal damage to the Tide Pod, but I'm just trying That's to That's a very good point. It. So I'll say that <laughs> if you succeed on your attack roll, you have clung onto it, okay? Okay. Let's see. Because it says if the target is a creature, it's grappled, but little do they know, I'm grappling myself. <laughs> All right. That is a 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With a 10, Maeve, you straight, uh, shoot out multiple tentacles towards this thing, but polymorph is not your forte. A bait, you are not. And as the entire ship dips down beneath you, your little suction cups can't hang on against that sort of downward thrust, and it slips out of your grasp into the waters below. Locke, do you have a reaction? Yeah, I'm going to try to bludgeon it with my hammer of thunderbolts. Okay, this I am going to have you uh, take some disadvantage with just because you are swinging in the water against nothing. Yeah. Um, You're not a Viltramite as far as I know, so if you want to roll that disadvantage, go for it. Okay, the... Okay, that's a, uh, an unnatural 20. The first okay. roll I had was a 20, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So with an unnatural 20, I'd say, yes, you do uh, manage to strike a blow on it. It sends you sort of reeling, and I'm going to yeah. take that into account with movement on your next turn. But yes, you strike your hammer into the side of it. Roll that damage for me. That is shit. Only an 18. Uh, an 18 uh, breaks the threshold, though, and does uh, make a noticeable dent in the outside of the ship. Colt, nice. what do you do? Does that mean when they dive too deep, they're going to get crushed? We'll see. <laughs> oh, boy. I have options. Because I have I have Warcaster, so I can cast the spell as a reaction. Mm-hmm. I can see inside, which means I could do Cloud Kill inside. And it's as awful as it sounds, especially considering it's an enclosed space. Um, I think I could, I know who would be steering, right? Because yeah. their Tide Pod yeah, works you, exactly you, like ours. You can recognize the layout of the ship and, and the people steering would be toward the front closest to you. All right, I'm going to, you know, keep these spell slots and I'm going to do Toll the Dead again mm-hmm. on whoever, whomever is steering. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna roll that DC. This uh, absolutely did not meet the threshold of 19. So the guy nearest the window looks at you in the eyes and then like slams the steering column forward in an attempt to dive the ship. And that is the person whom you are targeting. What happens right, to so them? That's so far, let's, uh, let me roll this damage. That is 20 points of damage to the dome as uh, a, a ephemeral bell clocks his skull. Uh, okay, yeah, Call. you cast this spell, and you're locking eyes with this terrified person as they dive the ship underneath you, and they drop dead, causing the ship to spin, and its dive is halted. Uh, so, Maeve, even though you didn't get a sticky grip on it, when Cult takes action, it doesn't actually slip that far, and you are still able to reach the Tide Pod. In underwater, you hear... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at this point, those are all the reactions. We're back to the top of the order. Maeve, what do you do? Um, How far away has the Tide Pod moved away? Not very far at all. Colt stopped it in its tracks. You are within tentacles reach. Great. I'm going to move close to it, and I want to try to move my way uh, towards the... um, the manhole. Yeah, you are very uh, you're easily able to quickly uh, scurry your way across the outside of the ship and wrap yourself around the sort of cylindrical protrusion that houses the hatch atop the ship. Uh, do you want to take any action? Yeah, let's just start to turn it a little bit. You do so. You start to turn it and you hear it latch. Obviously, the pressure would make opening it quite a challenge, but 
the sound of that click, 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 click as the metal slots out of its hole and the seal begins to loosen is audible even through the water and certainly to those inside the ship as water begins to drip in. Okay. And then I think I'm I'm not going to turn it all the way, but I am just going to sure. kind of chill and stay, okay. uh, hold on for dear life in the time Yes. Pod. Locke, you see Maeve doing this uh, after you have just dented the hull. So integrity of the ship is falling fast. What do you do? I think I realistically can only spend one more turn underwater before I need to breathe. Okay. So I'm going to try to make that last. Or, or count, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try to get, like, a little bit of a swimming start and try to hit... Can I hit the same spot I just hit? Uh, yes. I'd say you'll have to use uh, a few feet of movement to do that. Yeah. Uh, so let's say 30% of your movement. 30 of your movement okay. is going to get you in range, and you can make the same attack again, still with disadvantage. Yes, sir. I'm going to try to do that, then. First one is a 12... Second one is a three plus 15 is 18. Holy shit. Okay. You uh, are able to strike the hull again. Please roll damage. That is four plus four plus 11 is 19. That is a 19 damage. Okay. You uh, create another dent right to the side of the one that you had just created. Let's see. With the listing of the dead pilot and the loosening of the hatch and the dents from Locke, this thing is sort of just starting to twist in the water and creaks and groans are audible to the three of you. Um, Jetta, you are on top of your Tide Pod. You can see there's a lot of commotion happening under there. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to see that peace has stopped being an option at this point. And uh, I'm going to dive in and try to and like you said it's like 30 feet away from us there mm-hmm. their tight pod yep i'm gonna dive in and swim t- and uh try to get to there sure. uh, uh it would take your entire movement to do so yeah yeah i do that and i'm guessing i see an octopus on that thi- on that hatch. oh i'm sorry i should be sorry i should be clear because because your movement is uh lesser underwater all of your movement would get you halfway there. Oh, right. If you want to dash, you can do that, and that would get you all the then way I, to the Then hatch. I use, yeah, dash. Is that your action or your bonus action? Uh, let's say that's my bonus action, so that okay, I have good. an action so, yes, free to figure you out. You reach the hatch, and you see Maeve twisting the, the hatch. Uh, I help her twist the hatch open. open. Uh, Maeve, you are deliberately not opening it all the way. How do you react to Jetta assisting you in the turning? Um, I'm going to gently use a tentacle to like kind of be like, no, don't do mm. that. Because we don't want to <laughs> kill them. Okay. I, uh, okay, I, no. I, I take the hint and don't. I, I take the hint and don't. You're do holding that. your breath underwater. I'll end my turn. Hold there. your hands up like, I'm not doing anything. Okay. Uh, Jerry is inside the Tide Pod looking at all this happening through the window, uh, just sort of freaking out. And he's going to look back and forth, trying to figure out what to do. He doesn't want to just murder these people, but he also understands the gravity of the situation. Uh, He is going to climb on top of the ship. And I'm just going to say he's going to stand there and hold an action, watching you all, looking for some sort of cue for what to do next. Colt, it is your turn. Is is anybody else trying to clamber for the controls of this thing? Uh, by this point, certainly they've they realize that the person is dead and they're trying to regain control of the ship. They 
are whoever, absolutely Whomever is closest is going to be told, told to the dead. Yep. Uh, go for it. Oh, what do you gotta, you gotta say for it? Oh, right, right, right. That's sweet 19. Uh, that is, that is a uh, 14. Not gonna do it. So you have dropped a second person in the ship as they collapse onto the control panel. I'm gonna yeah, roll something here. That is ah, quite oh, a bit. It's over 20 points of damage. If 20 killed the other guy, it's gonna kill him this one, or person. Okay, so they collapse on the floor as well, and the ship continues to twist at the mercy of Maeve's tentacles. Um, it is now the other ship's turn, but they don't have control of the ship. You hear the ballista loading, and it's actually going to fire. The ballista mounted on the bottom of the ship uh, is certainly not pointing at the tide pod, but is mounted facing the direction of the porthole on the ship, aiming directly forward. Ooh, that doesn't seem likely. <laughs> yeah, totally improbable given everything I've said up to this point. With that information, let me pull up. Where's, oh, I have so many tabs. Ah, okay. Uh, you're, you're going to see that even though they're not able to steer the ship, you hear the kathunk of the underwater ballista blind firing. That is... Oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, cult does a 16 hit. Nope. Okay. Your boy got relatively high AC. It's 18. Cult, so. cult you, you see somebody scrambling for controls at a different area of the ship as you hear the kathunk, and you feel the whoosh of water as a giant hunk of metal and wood flies underneath your feet. Uh, it is, it's, it's enough to sort of like push you away from the ship just in the tail of this thing in the underwater wake. But the ghost rider looks out the window at you and sees that you are unhurt and all hope disappears from I'm his face. Point at them and go. Um, at Sound that, like a murloc over here. At that, the other person on the ship is gonna wave their hands at you through the porthole, <laughs> signaling surrender. Call you are the only one that can see this gesture. <laughs> the cogs are working. <laughs> uh, uh, I think they are trying to surrender. We could just finish that. Maeve, you can hear underwater perfectly as an octopus, so you're wondering why Colt is rubbing his finger between his lips. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Maeve, you can clearly understand Colt, even if the others can't. So you're 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 loosening the thing to scare them, and you have just been told they are trying to surrender. What do you do? I am going to turn the the manhole the other way to close it, and then move my way towards the front of like where where they can see and kind of gesture up. Uh, okay. The the guy in there that is waving his hands, uh, you can't hear through the glass, but it's pointing at the two dead people on the steering console. Maeve, the two dead people directly in front of you and the cult right behind you, it's pretty easy to piece together what happened and why they're pointing. Okay. Well, I'm an octopus. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I'm, so I don't, I'm just, I am pointing up. And also, I polymorphed. I don't have a lot of... Uh, right, 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 right. You, okay. My brain yeah. smart, no good work. Yeah, so so Maeve, because of your octopus brain, the, the gesturing is lost upon you. Uh, cult, you can see that they are scared to reach the helm, and I'm going to consider us outside of initiative if you are accepting this surrender. Um, what 
do you do, Cult, uh, as they seem too afraid to approach the, 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 the navigation console? I'm going to very sternly kind of like point to the console and then with like my thumb make like a up gesture. Okay. They very gingerly approach the console, start openly weeping as they heap their dead friends to the side of the console oh, and begin to obey your orders and, and the ship friends. the yeah. ship Jesus Christ you wonder why Jerry's having a morality crisis uh, oh the my ship god, Jerry slowly begins brothers oh my god the ship begins to surface the hatch breaches and Jetta you are now standing on top of the enemy tide pod what does everybody do I'm gonna swim to the surface because I'm about to drown yeah but yes that's fair you uh, climb onto it, the tide pod alongside Jetta yeah I'll launch myself out gracefully um, and landing on the other tie pods deck, arms outreached. And uh, Jerry from the uh, from the other tie pod just yells, "What's going on? Are 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 they okay?" Mostly. Uh, Jerry lets out a sigh and just sort of sits down. Uh, his uh, his musculature reflecting the bioluminescence in a very eerie way. You all stand over the hatch. Maver, are you still under the water? Um, I'll hang on to their ship. Okay, I'll say that you're still latched onto the front of it. Um, but the three of you are, are over the hatch. You hear some clunking, some clanging, as footsteps approach the ladder, and the hatch begins to rotate and slowly open. And you hear the trembling voice of a soldier inside saying, like, Please don't hurt me. I'm just... This... You have to understand. Whenever we're loaded here, everybody's out there fighting the battle. We just needed to keep these waters clear. Please... Don't hurt us. And for everyone's sake, don't push further. Well, that's a strange thing to say. So, one, we're not with the Mage Lords. Uh, sorry about this situation. Uh, sorry about your two dead friends. Oh, boy. Uh, you, to our defense, you, you shot first, all right? Uh, we just want to talk to the dragon <laughs> these, these are our orders. Anybody that comes in these waters, we turn them around. Yeah, when you say dragon, cross-talking, and they hear the word dragon, they stop. They're like, oh, bollocks, you know. Oh, you cannot. You cannot go in there. You cannot let this go. You have been sort of warned, all of you, that there's a fanaticism within the Ghost Riders, and this person is, like, in full meltdown on top of their existing fear. Uh, they are petrified that they cannot stop you from trying to make it to the dragon. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Literally. Like, tell me exactly what's the worst that could happen. The, the you're, you're gonna hear sort of like a lot of blubbering that resolves into, I, the, the, the world, the nature of the world is at stake. There's nothing you can do that would make anything better. This is the best kept secret at the Badlands. And if you let it slip, What's left? And and they just sort of like start like hyperventilating. I will say that that's untrue. The best kept secret in the in the lands is uh, the blooming onion recipe. I was uh, gonna say that too. <laughs> and, and, and the sauce, uh, the sauce oh recipe is a closely guarded secret. Uh, <laughs> so that you're just categorically wrong. I believe this is more of a I don't know. A, uh, a minor, uh, a minor secret at best, comparatively. More to the point, there is something that can be done, and we want to talk to the Dragon Lee about it. You know, peaceful like. It's like it's, it's not a matter of fight. You know too much. 
You do the things only we are supposed to know. We who keep him safe. Knowing he's there is the problem. Don't you see it? I would like everybody to please make a uh, a perception check. Everyone that is on top of the ship. Um, I'm still in the front. Does that count? Oh uh, my god! Do you have an eye pointing into the total into the porthole? I think nah. these are loaded. Did you get another net twenty? That's yes. Dope, You're gonna have to do a study on that dice. I that don't die. understand. I'm gonna put it in some water after this. Okay. Are they new? No. I've never been this lucky with this die before. They're just in a good mood. So at least Locke and uh, Maeve, did you roll your check? Um, that is a 17 plus 4. 21. Okay. So Locke and Maeve, you each notice different things. Locke, you notice that attached to the belt of this guy who's like standing on the ladder blubbering bark like begging you to try to not push this plan any further on his hip you notice a few things you notice a scabbard with a sword uh you notice a spyglass hooked on there you notice a small bit of rope and things that are not that strange to see on the hips of people that operate boats but you also see a small stone tablet with faintly glowing runes on the right side of the hip. That is not something that you see very often, and it jumps out to you like a sore thumb. At the same time, Maeve, while you can't maybe hear the conversation with a ton of clarity, you can see the second living individual inside the ship. While one is on the ladder speaking with the others trying to parlay, the other is hard at work with flint in hand, moving towards a number of munitions, clearly trying to set off a bomb. I have absolutely no idea what we were talking about last time to have this be what our chronograph is called. <laughs> uh, oh, because I turned into a sperm yeah. whale. I saved yeah. you all. We were all talking about Puss in <clears throat> Boots and the sperm whale. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. One thing led to another. <laughs> I won Dungeons Birds and Dragons. The, bees, <laughs> the cats and the whales. <laughs> the cats and the whales. Cats? Oh, Puss in yes. Boots, yeah. I like the cats and the whales. All as right, a substitute. When when we want to clap? Uh, do you just want to go at four fifty? Four fifty. Oh shit! Yep. That gives us five seconds. Five, five seconds. Wait. Hold on, abort. Oh wait! Oh. Everybody stop! Everybody stop! I thought we said fifty. <laughs> good chatter. The bottom. The <clears throat> bottom stopwatch. Oh, chatter. the bottom stopwatch. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Yes. At f- oh, I, I didn't. Five ten. Okay. Okay. Five ten. All five, right. Ten. Cool. On the bottom one, so that means five seconds. Five seconds. 